and Grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan. Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. Episode 164 of There's No Place Like Terra, a Stargate First Watch Rewatch Podcast. I am Nixie. And I'm Grace, and today we're going over Atlantis Season 1, Episode 6, aka Nixie's Biggest Nightmare. AKA <laughs> uh, Logan's Run. <laughs> yeah, no, this is um let's just say, guys, shocker, I feel for McKay. <laughs> feel really for McKay. Yeah. Here's what I've learned. Well, I mean, I don't know. The my my hypothesis. Yes. My 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 thought. Yes. You and McKay work off logic. Children do not. This is very true. And that is the problem. It's like you try to use logic with a with a beast that does not like logic. The, ep- the the part of the episode where they're just whying him and he's like, shut the fuck up because and just starts or, yelling. Or, you I know, may. it's not logic because <laughs> actually be. logic is exactly what they like. They don't understand ritual. The ritual of like, oh, when I tell you, that's when we're done. Yeah. No, I'm the grown up and you shut up now. No, but they're like, nah, <laughs> nah, let me let me ask more. <laughs> uh yeah. Uh brief interlude before I get there. You remember how I mentioned Dolphin Cast last week? It is recorded. It's here. I thought it was uploaded and it wasn't. So I'm gonna get that uploaded Just before you hear kidding. this. Before yeah. you hear this, the Dolphin Cast this will be uploaded never for happened. Patreons. It's already there. Alrighty. <laughs> okay. August thirteenth, two thousand and four. <laughs> Dun, dun, dun. It was the same night as Avatar on SG-1. Uh-huh. Uh, it was written by Martin Giro, directed by David Winning. Uh, this is his only episode of Atlantis. Oh. Yeah. Uh, but he also directed the 1997 Power Rangers film. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Uh-huh. It's important. <laughs> so, Courtney Stevens, who plays Karis, okay. we have seen him before. Did he look yes. familiar? Yes, he did. Can you place where we've seen him before? No, I cannot. Alrighty. Uh, he was Lieutenant Elliot. Oh. Do you remember? He was like with Haley as one of the young, young yes. lieutenant who yes, yes, yes. gave his life on his first mission saving yep. Antash. Yeah. Like at first we thought he was a butthole and uh-huh. then he grows and yeah. he becomes a better person. And then he died. He's really good at throwing himself in front of bullets, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. Or, or things. <laughs> Deadly projectiles. Um, and then also... Oh, that's where I know his face. That's where you know his face. Also, Dominic... I'm sorry, Dominic. Zamparga. Zampragna. Thank you. That sounds yeah. more accurate. Uh-huh. Um, who plays Ares. He has been in some Are You Afraid of the Dark huh. back in the day. Uh, he was in Bellstar Galactica as Jammer. Uh, and he was actually most recently on General Hospital for almost 10 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. I wish I watched soaps. And... Because they're so ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. That I'm like, I really need to be part of this. And um, I just need to remember who this person played super quick because I forgot to write it down. Okay, so Cleo, the little girl. Okay. Little Cleo. She is actually... I don't know if she still holds this title. Okay. Was the youngest Leo Award winner at about ten or so. Oh, and Leo is the, like the Canadian the Emmys. Emmys. Okay, yeah. Um, for a TV movie, the Love Crimes of uh, Gillian Guess. 
Oh. Jillian Guess. Not Gillian. Mm. Whatever. I feel like it's hard to know. Sometimes. Sometimes it's Gillian, sometimes it's Jillian. Uh, she's also been in Heartland, it's which like is... like Anna versus Anna. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Aunt versus Aunt. Versus Aunt. Well, yeah, Aunt, Anna, or Anna. Anna. Like, yeah. yeah. They're all look very similar. And I don't know if it's... I don't know if Gillian or Jillian is a boy or a girl. Oh. I guess I didn't think of that. I just always assumed Gillian is a girl. See, now, but oh, Jillian Anderson. Oh, Jillian is a girl, too. Yeah. This is very important I conversation. Know, it is. Anyway, so she, uh, she's she been in Heartland, which is the longest-running Canadian drama. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, it's, a, it's like, set on a... Uh, back in the day. It's a period piece mm. on, like, a, a, what's the... We're homestead, is the word I'm looking for. Oh. She's also in a Canadian series called Greenhouse Academy, which I have to read you this plot synopsis for Greenhouse Academy. Okay, okay. This is straight from Netflix, or straight from um, Wikipedia. Okay. Eight months after losing their astronaut mother in a rocket explosion, brother and sister Alex <coughs> and Haley Woods enroll at the private boarding school for gifted future leaders. Separately, they join two competing houses within school and become rivals. Soon, mysterious events draw the students from both houses into a secret investigation. They uncover <coughs> a deadly plot to use earthquakes for monetary gain. Only by joining forces and working together will they be able to stop this scheme. So... X-Men meets Harry, Harry Potter. Potter meets Space. Nancy Drew meets Space. Like, they're going into their third season. Holy moly. <laughs> but doesn't it feel like all those things? Yeah, yeah. It is. Okay, good. It's it's what they did is they took a bunch of uh, series and plots and then put them in a blender. X-Potter Space. <laughs> X-Space Potter. Potter. Yes! <laughs> Yeah, so that's a thing. So that's gonna be like a slang term for something now. I don't X know what. Space Potter. That's just gonna be like when you overdo something, or when there's too many of something. Yeah. It's like you're going a little X Space Potter. When you've made too many, you've combined too many references into yeah. one thing. Or even like, let's say I make a dish and it's got too many things in it. Yeah, it's a little X Space Potter. Yeah, it's a little bit too X Space Potter. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I love new vernacular. So this episode's called Childhood's Ends. Which is obviously the name of what might be Arthur C. Clarke's, one of his most famous um, novels. Obviously. I will say this. I think this is, if you're going to read any Arthur C. Clarke, this is one to read. Okay. Uh, It came out in 1953. I would say there's not a ton of connection. Uh, To me, this is much more Logan's run (laughs) than anything else. Um, But in... That is an interesting book because these aliens come to Earth. They're the overlords. Logan's X-Pace Spotter. Sorry. <laughs> and they quietly take over Earth without Earth really realizing it. Okay. Um, there is a connection is they take all the kids and they isolate them onto an island for reasons that I will not give away because of plot. Kid Island. Because they make Kid Island. Uh, go read the book. It's really fun. And they, yeah, they put all the kids into an island for nice. reasons. But obviously, this is much more Logan's run of making sure no one lives past a certain age. Yeah. Um, how does Logan's run end? Do you remember? Like, they break out of the sphere, and then there's someone who's been living for a long time forever. Oh, I don't remember, because it's been a really long time since I've seen it. That's going to bother me. I know. Okay. We're going to no. watch Logan's run after this. <laughs> You're no kidding. 
or or at least read the wiki page for or a week. At least read the wiki page. <laughs> done. So done and done. We start on the planet and yeah. all over the planet, flying planet on the planet where compasses no work. The compasses no work, and it's not one Taylor's been to. And for some reason, McKay just reminisces all of Sam Carter's mission reports that they read. You know, he just had a hankering for some Carter. He needed a little more Carter in his life. You know what? Here's here's it's gonna get a little little R rated guy. Yeah, he he had a wet dream maybe. Oh yeah, he had like. Last night, he slept really well. He was dreaming a couple of fun dreams. Happened to have a Sam Carter dream. I Now she's in his mind. Assuming that's like the one person he visualizes oh, when yeah. he masturbates. Well, I feel like I feel like this one wasn't even on purpose. Like, yeah. it was just one of those like, oh, that was a nice, nice yeah. little dream. Uh-huh. Nice little like, oh, maybe I can find that one again. <laughs> Continue where it left off. <laughs> so, and, and. But basically, the, the the idea that worlds that support life look remarkably similar. Yes. Remarkably similar to the Pacific Northwest. All of them are remarkably Northwestian. Except the energy field on this planet is not normal or native. Uh, and they're going to go check it out. But as McKay clearly indicates, energy field good. <laughs> that might be my okay. energy, energy field good. good. Well, I feel like they all relate to somehow McKay's dreams and nightmares. <laughs> um, I'm going to write energy field good. I do want to say that um, he makes fun of Ford, I think it yeah. is, for bringing the compass. But if you've played D&D, uh-huh. you know that everything is a useful tool. Listen, he makes fun of Ford for bringing the compass, but it ends up coming in handy. Yeah. So well, I feel like you learned that everything just, can come in handy. Just chill yeah. there, McKay. Don't be all snotty McSnots. If, if the other thing we learn in this is that McKay is someone who, shall we say, jumps to conclusions in some cases? A bit. A little tiny bit. There's a little bit that I'm McKay. But... <laughs> Um, the energy field gets gets worse and worse and worse, and they get some really bad turbulence. And it actually takes out the engine pods, and they start like the the not natural landing, as mm. in crashing. Mm-hmm. The, un, the un well, it is very unnatural to crash. <laughs> exactly. Although it's probably the most natural thing because gravity Let's is just, just say, what you um, do. They did not choose to land. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what we were saying. It's An for- unwilling landing. It's a forced landing. Yeah. I'm going to start calling Credits. if I fall like a forced landing. <laughs> it's a forced landing. Yeah. Um, so they they come to a landing of sorts. Thankfully, there's that salt, soft dirt there. <laughs> McKay's like, look, you made mistakes. I made mistakes. Let's call the whole thing off. Mistakes have been made. Mistakes were made. Yeah. Uh, none of their electronics are working. So there's not really anything McKay can do to fix the ship for now. Mm-hmm. The sun is still high. Taylor points out that like high enough for instance, that they can make it back to the Stargate before dark. Right. So they gear up, head out. When they head to leave, Ford notices his compass is fucking up. Yes. And right then, McKay's lambasting him for being stupid enough to bring a magnetic compass to another planet, and he sees it spinning wildly and is like, oh, so the interference is electromagnetic. Oh, look at all the electro things. The mag- magnets, bitch. And Ford's like, oh, must be nice that I brought this compass, huh? Thank good I did the thing that you were laughing at. Also, thankfully, Taylor can navigate. <laughs> Taylor's like, get out of here with your compass. <laughs> this is straight up, there's a sun there. And stars in the sky. My other thing is, were they not flying in a straight line? Did they already loop back? Because they start walking into the direction that the, the jumper is facing. 
Oh, I wonder Which, if they're getting their bearings. You know what I mean? Like, hang on, let me start here and then move from that. Maybe. It was just a thing I noticed if we're walking back to the Stargate, but we're not going from the direction that we came from. Reasons. Continuity person. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably what that was. So we talk about it. McKay is still holding the compass and wants to head in a slightly different direction to follow the weirdness, which mm. leads him to some ruins. Yeah. Very old ruins. McKay's fairly sure this is why the compass is possessed. <laughs> uh, John is hoping they can just turn it off and get the jumper working. Their plans are ruined by a herd of kids pointing bows and arrows uh, at them. Oh, yes. This is where the Lost Boys show up. <laughs> the lost, yeah. I'm just going to call Rufio. them the Lost Boys. Rufio. <laughs> well, Aries is clearly Rufio. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I'm just going to call Aries Rufio the rest like of the it. episode. Yeah. So <laughs> just to clarify, if you hear Rufio, I mean Aries. Yeah. Uh, once John sees that they're kids, he's like, hey, guys, let's not shoot the younglings. Yeah. Remember, we've seen how this ends. Because what is this, 2004? By this yeah. time, we've seen how this ends. We've seen how this ends. This is no good. Taylor is tries to play diplomat and be like, diffuse. Can I cast <laughs> diffuse on the situation? <laughs> uh, but one of the kids points out that they're full grounds and that they need to see the elders. And uh, they're led on their way. It's it's like this isn't almost a like a repeat beat of the last episode where... In the last one, Ford didn't see the locals. And Taylor's okay. like, oh, no, they're here. They see us. Right. And in this case, the kids don't respond. So Ford's like, well, they don't understand us. And Taylor's like, no, they understand yeah. us. You're, they just don't. I feel like it, it kind of makes sense that Ford was going to be the last to understand the variety of ways to communicate. Yeah, yeah. He's our most American soldier. Well, he's quote, also unquote, just the most green. Most, yes. Like the, the one who's. A little more solidified in his methods of communication. Well, yeah, solidified. Like a little less flexible so far. And it's not because he is a unflexible person, but I think no. it's just because he hasn't been exposed it's to It's just what things. you know. Yeah. yeah. It's like the first time that someone travels to Europe. It's yeah. like, it's just what they know. They're like, what do you mean this isn't how I know? It's like, yeah. well, it's a very American mentality. Yeah. That's just what you know. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just doesn't mean that's what it is everywhere. His world is a lot smaller. And I just, I just like the fact that they repeat that. That. Yeah. And I don't know if it was on. If it don't know if it wasn't done intentionally or the the writers just independently put that in there. But mm-hmm. I like that it it has come like it repeats itself. Oh yeah. Go. So they are led back to the Ewok village with tree houses and 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 rope ladders and. Bridges and the treehouse, the elder treehouse, if you the, will, the elder house, yeah, yeah, uh, and and all of these kids and a creepy looking wraith skeleton shrine. Sure. So one of the kids points out that its death bird fell out of the sky years ago, and they keep it as a reminder of how life used to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, which John picks up that they were both knocked out of the sky, which is like the same deal, right? But McKay, McKay's interest is piqued. Um, because anything that can knock a wrath, wraith dart out of the sky is something that McKay wants be good. Yeah. on need, his Need side. this, yeah. Technology. <laughs> I loot the bodies. Yeah, he <laughs> wants to loot the bodies, for sure. Yeah. Um, so it's time to meet the elders, who are not elders, by the way. Yeah. Well, let's take a minute to talk about how we have to climb up a rope ladder to meet the elders. Oh, I would stay on the ground. It'd be like, okay, so you guys go meet the elders. I'm hanging out. I feel like McKay, I'm surprised, climbs Mc- the ladder. I am shocked McKay is up there. Yeah, he's just like, fuck. Here's, there's a difference between climbing a ladder and climbing a rope ladder. Well, especially like a free float. Like, it's not leaning on That's a tree. That's what I mean. Yeah. There's a different, I, ladders, I don't like heights. Uh-huh. Ladders, I can get up. 
Yeah. I'm okay with height. It's just a free swinging rope ladder where I'm just like, I don't have the strength for this. <laughs> that emphasizes the, the agility. Heights. Yeah. If you need me to climb up a rope ladder that's maybe six feet, like I can probably manage. Yeah. It won't be pretty, yeah, but I can it's manage. It's going to happen. Uh, that is more than six feet of rope ladder. <laughs> it's easily like 12. And plus, I've never tried the sideways climb of the rope ladder before. Oh, where you're like on either side of the, the yeah, rungs? Yeah, I've never tried I think that. that would be more stabilizing. I'm sure it is. But again, here's the difference. That would not occur to me to do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I think that's what I would try first. Because I'd be like, how do I? How, yeah. I'm just going to hug it. Yeah, that would not occur to me yeah. to climb it that way. Because I don't climb rope ladders yeah. often. Um, I also I, I, I guess we can be thankful that it's just not a knotted rope. Yeah, <laughs> true. Uh, guys, I failed that part in gym. Yeah. all the time. Guess who doesn't have the upper body strength to pull herself up <laughs> into sense. a pull up? Um, I also like how when John is introducing himself, he does like a triple take that Karis is the elder at twenty four. Yeah, he's like, what? What the? What? What? How is this? <sighs> How old are you, child? Well, I feel like he's not much older. He's, I mean, yeah. But, he's um, not 40 yet, for yeah, sure. But I will tell you that I feel like Shepard's probably our age. Yeah, I'm thinking, More yeah. or less. Um, if I were next to a 24-year-old now, I'd be like, child. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> child. Like, but, those 10 years yeah. do everything. Also, remember what it was like to be 24, oh, though. Oh, God. I knew everything. Oh my gosh. Which I feel like all of us do. And it's just, it's just this real, again, it makes sense to what Ford's dealing with. It's like, the world is just a certain size. And you're like, no, I know the size of the world. I know my entire world. I know the size of this whole world. And it's funny because I spent, along with spending the week with a bunch of tiny people, Uh I also spent a lot of time with a 20 year old. Yeah. um, Watching a 20 year old drive. And I was like, oh, Jesus. (laughs) Oh, Jesus, is this how I used to drive? I'm going to die. I'm having a heart attack. I've never felt more for my mother in my whole life. Because I know I was the same exact way. Yeah. To where I was like, hey, just keep it under 80 (laughs) for a little while. But I remember being there and I remember feeling that invincible, that aware, that knowledgeable about things. And can you imagine the society... Everyone dies before they get the knowledge base. Before you get like that knocked on your ass part of life. Yeah. Which I mean, and a lot of people get knocked down younger. And you know, not to say that there's no credit to give people of that age, but it's just like the older you get, the more you realize things are just gonna constantly knock like I think I'm old enough now to know that I don't know anything. Exactly. I know nothing, John yeah. Snow. <laughs> I am I am I'm nothing I am a, I'm <laughs> I am a vessel. John Snow. Yeah. I'm just here for life to throw things at me, <laughs> and hopefully I survive it. So apparently no one has come through the well in 500 years, mm-hmm. and um, Karis does notice that they're all over 24, because Ford's 25. Right. So, every, like, yeah. There's a problem. It, it, John's like, is that a, is that a problem? That we're all yeah, older? Because yeah. I'm still confused. Yeah. Are we not part of the club? Um, they sit down to talk, and Aries is just... Or, sorry, Rufio mm-hmm. is just like, they're trespassers. We don't have to explain a thing. Let's get them out of here. Like, yeah. immediate Yikes, non-trusting yeah. of the fulgrims. So after they sit, we learn that the Wraith did used to come here. Um, and when they came, no one died peacefully. Mm-hmm. And when you can't die peacefully, you can't enter the eternal rest. They're heaven. They're uh, Valhalla. 
Yeah. Which is yeah. the exact opposite of resting, but still, you get the point. So, their ancestors ensured that no one would ever be, like, choice heard for the Wraith ever again. I feel like this one's so hard to believe, like... Why wouldn't the Wraith want younger people? But the, the thing is, is that it's not the Wraith not wanting young people. Okay. It's the fact that, and we learn later, the 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 no one living past 25 is population control. Right. No, so I understand that. But yeah. I feel like even the fake logic that they give them would not, I feel like it's a little Swiss cheesy. Well, but it's it might be one of those where no one chooses to think too hard about it because the Wraith aren't here. Yeah. So just yeah. don't think about it too hard. It might be something of well, if you don't reach if you if you don't grow older, then you don't have the life experiences. Maybe the Wraith, you know, needs someone to have a certain amount of life before yeah. the Wraith take Maybe. them. Yeah. When this is such strong religion and and ritual and culture, these people. If we've learned anything, we will learn that they will people will come up with any logic they need to. Sure, to make things work, to, logic to make it, it fit. Yeah, yeah, yep. To make yep to make things. But clearly, fit. to the wraith, they wouldn't care because, as McKay points out later, later veal is also tasty. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> um, so anyway, they they have their ancestors on the planet ensured that they will always be able to enter the eternal rest because they take their own lives on the eve of the 25th birthday. Because when they take their own lives themselves, they can do it at peace. They can enter their Valhalla. Um, and because of all this, the Wraith haven't returned in 500 years. So, if it's not Yeah, broken, I feel like at that point, it's like, this is working. Yeah. Don't think about it too much. It's, I hear it's ya. not broken, hear don't fix it. Yeah. Um, so, later, Ford is feeling old. And John thinks this is fucked up. Because it is. And Taylor's like, I mean, they seem happy and this is their way. So. Uh, why not? Yeah. Yeah. Why, 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 why mess with it? Yeah. They are all worried that the um, grownups. Again, her here, perspective is a little limited, too. Yeah. Because she it's a lot of this is like a recurring theme. It's like everyone comes from these weird limited perspectives, which we all have limited perspectives. Oh, exactly. But it's like hers is like, well, I've lived in a place where you just live to survive. So why not? Yeah. But if they're working, why would we question exactly. it? Exactly. Your moral code doesn't have to be their moral code. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So she's a little more and she does eventually being like, hey, we can stop you from killing yourselves. Mm-hmm. But I think Taylor only crosses that bridge when she realizes that there is a way to right. stop killing until then she's like suicide. cool you're keeping the wraith away cool keep yeah, it up yeah. exactly do what you gotta do you guys peaceful awesome because yeah. it's more than we had growing up <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> um, she's like hey they make it to 25 yeah <laughs> a lot of our or people don't. yeah <laughs> so mckay points out how dumb it is um because again uh, they should all to the wraith he can imagine everyone tastes the same yeah uh like veal well, I feel like it's like sometimes it's veal, sometimes it's jerky. The race don't care. They're yeah, just getting fed. Exactly. <laughs> so the By race... the way, jerky is old people. I am <laughs> almost halfway through jerky. It's uh, the jerky is a soil and green. Yeah. <laughs> so um, he, McKay already knows it's not the race don't come by because they're young. The race don't come by because of electromagnetic interference. takes yeah. their Darts out. None of their equipment works. Like, this is clearly the explanation. There's easier food to get. It's like the people who don't like crab legs because they're like, I don't want to work that hard for my yeah. other food. Yeah. There's buffets on all these other planets. Why uh-huh. would the wraith bother here? Yeah. So, Taylor wants to tell him the truth um, because, again, here, she, found a dif- she finds a different solution yeah. that goes against it. 
she wants to tell him so they can stop killing themselves. McKay is like, yeah, that's not going to go well. Can we just get the ship fixed and get out of here? Yeah. Karis tells them they can stay till the ship is fixed, but work quickly. And you'll be watched by two of the Lost Boys. <laughs> Here's the thing. I feel like McKay's always quick to be like, let's go. I don't want to be part of this. Yeah. I'm not interested. But I think if at the end of this episode, we end up with these new allies, yes. which would come in handy later. I don't think the guys go in with that type of motive. But I think if you told that to McKay, mm-hmm. he would be more willing to try things. Because I feel like he could use that motive. There's a, I think there's a little bit of McKay of uh, what is the path of least resistance. Right. But I feel like um, that's what I mean. Yeah. Whereas the rest of them don't. But in yeah. the end, it works in their favor because they gain. that's mm-hmm. how you gain allies. I think with McKay, because he's so unwilling, he needs something to push him to be more yeah, willing. Yeah, he needs a carrot. If you were like, hey, dude, we're going to need them in like a year. Yeah, exactly. And he's like, oh, got it. Okay, now I push forward. Yeah, yeah, now yeah. I'm less fighting you on it. I want a carrot. Yeah. Like, carrot, please. So, Ford and McKay head to the ruins with two lost boys asking yes. all the questions in the world, thinking uh-huh. McKay is a hundred years old. I mean, I would have thought so, too, Mc- when I was that age. <laughs> McKay is getting... Do you remember thinking... Yeah, yeah, I'm going to give away our ages. Do you remember thinking 34, 35 was oh old? God, that was... Do you remember like, thinking 30 was I, old? I remember thinking 20 was old. Yeah, I remember being like 25. I know. Oh, my God. <laughs> Why are you so I will old? have my entire life figured out when I turn 25. I remember being with a friend of my mom's. She picked me up from school and she wasn't married, which mm-hmm. for some reason in my brain, you had to be married to have things. Like, yeah. this was how it worked. No, well, you just got married in your early 20s. Yeah, and she was single and she wasn't, she was, she had a car, really nice car. Yeah. And she picked me up in it and she was like, you want to go to McDonald's? And I was like, yeah. I was like, you could just do this? Exactly. It was how like, old are the you? The coolest thing in the world. And I was like, I'm going to be 25 and do all these <laughs> things, like eat fast food whenever I want. I know. And now I'm just like, kill me. I don't want to have Taco Bell again. <laughs> kill me. <laughs> no, it's like, you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna eat pizza and ignore all of my responsibilities well, you know, to spin a no, leaf. No, you know what it is? It's like, I would kill for someone to make me mac and cheese and yes, dino nuggets. I know. I would kill to come home and some, <laughs> someone make that for me. It's like, I don't want to adult anymore. Yeah, somebody just feed me and take care of me and tell me what to wear. weekend a month. Remember when you were adults? little and your parents would just dress you? Yeah. My, like, if you were not awake and it's like, we gotta be somewhere early, so they would uh, just be like, I'm just gonna dress you real quick. Oh, like, the clothes would be laid out for school the next yeah. day every day. Anytime we had to travel. And then someone would do my hair. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anytime we had to travel and we had to leave early in the morning, my mom would just dress us. Oh, we just put a bed in our in our clothes. Oh, see, that's smart, too. Yeah. But she would just, like, do it for us. And so all you had to do is go limp. Yeah. I want to do that now. <laughs> I want to just not have to wake up and be like, Jesse, just dress me for work, okay? I'll get up in, like, an hour. <laughs> and then just have food on the table, and then eventually I'll stumble out there. Yeah. And then maybe I'll brush my teeth. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, imagine. I was, I don't know who I was listening to this, this week. And someone was like, I can't wait to be older. I was like, yes, you can. Wait forever. I'm sure this is not news to anybody (laughs) listening. But it's like, don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> if you if you have comfort zones where people take care of you, take just it latch into that yep. shit. 
I mean, not too long. Don't I mean, become, don't don't be that. Don't person be that either. person. Yeah. I'm just saying, enjoy it while the appropriate time. Relish it. <laughs> Relish happening. it. Yeah. Uh, and say thank you. And also, every now and then, if domestic partner Jesse wants to just have breakfast ready and yeah. lay out my clothes, I won't be bad. Exactly. Although, if he lays out my clothes, I'd be like, there's no way in hell I'm wearing that. What are you thinking? Oh, I would threaten to wear whatever was laid out. <laughs> That's the difference. Yeah, true. You know I would. <laughs> um, but, so, this line, if we want to know what current Nixie is like versus... Nixie at five years old. It's this line sums it up entirely. Where Micaiah goes, let's see you can be quiet the longest. Yeah. Yeah, that would be me now. Yeah. Me at five years old is Cleo telling him that I'm not really a quiet person. I really like to talk. Well, and I it's like, this game doesn't interest me in the slightest. I'm just going to talk right now. <laughs> That's it's far more fun to be, me. That was me at five. Yeah. Me now is like, who can be quiet the longest? Yeah. Be quiet. Nope. And they're like, none quiet. None of it. Well, and it's like, that's the thing. When you answer questions, here's here's what I've learned. If you are a Nixie or a McKay. Yes. And someone goes, why? You have actual answers, which makes you interesting. I know. Which does not quell the need to ask why. No, it doesn't. So what you have to do is be the most boring human being, <laughs> which you're not when you're smart. So that's the thing is, is like you and McKay are interesting to children. It's like, I know. You know things and I you know wanna. things and you say things. Whereas if you're just like, well, I don't know. I might you're like, just, oh, you kind of suck. I, I don't want to talk to you anymore. I could just techno babble them. Until but that to them interest. is interesting. See what I mean? You have to just be the most boring blandest thing you can be and they're like oh you're no fun to talk to i'm gonna go find someone else or just feed them benadryl do not do that to children i said it don't do it don't do it but back, good times back. that's again that's my wisdom yeah my learned knowledge I, I learned that every now and then uh watching watching my friends and their tiny people it's like sometimes you just have to be boring and then she'll yeah. leave you alone yeah I've done that a couple of times. Kids. So back in Ewok Village, yeah. um, Karis and John are chatting. So Karis's kids actually are being raised by another village to keep family lines apart because they're smart. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's 12 other villages, apparently, in the bubble. Yeah. John wonders if there's anyone ever been anyone who runs off instead of being sacrificed. Um, oh. He's like, there's been a few hesitations. It happens every now and then, but we can be persuasive. Hmm. I know what that means. John admits that he doesn't understand any of this. This is outside of his realm of understanding. He comes from a culture that values life above all else. And Mm -hmm. I mean, think of all the things that Ford would have missed in the past year if he had missed it. Yeah, that's true. Dang. And Karis clarifies something. It's like we value life 100%. Which is why we, yeah. We would rather have 24 years of peace than an entire lifetime of fear. That's true. And tomorrow, by the way... What I feel like also when you don't know yeah. what it would be like, and this is working, you're like, this is good. Exactly. I'm not against it. It works. Like, to the point of the idea of 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 living to 25 to 30 doesn't even enter their brain as a thought to think about. No, and I feel like when you're that young, it kind of doesn't. I remember thinking, oh, yeah, by 30, I'm just going to be done. Yeah. I'm out. I'm going to retire out. at 30. Yeah. I feel like if I die at 30, there's no problem with it. Whereas now I'd be like, 
I'm not done yet. <laughs> so much to do. But tomorrow is Karis's birthday, and tonight he follows a long-standing tradition, which is not for him to question. Mm-hmm. Tonight he dies. Yeah. <laughs> tonight he dies. Tonight he dies. So elsewhere, Rufio discusses with others how he thinks Karis is reckless, that he should be prepping for tonight's sacrifice instead of dealing with the full-growns, and tomorrow... I'm going to start calling the older adults at our work the full-growns. The full-growns, yeah. The full-growns are gone for the day. (laughs) We're in charge now. Um, Tomorrow, Rufio is going to be the eldest. So to him, the wraith could come back at any time, just Mm -hmm. being the full-growns being here. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they need to take action. Um, and I forget her name, uh, the, the, the woman that he's talking to. He's like, look, there's little time. Oh, Pelas. Yeah. Pelas. Pelas reminds him that a forced sacrifice has to be agreed on by all of the villages. Mm. And Rufio's like, you look, you take whatever time you need to feel good about whatever decision. Um, if they aren't gone by the end of the day, I'm dealing with myself. Right. Because, you know, he's a leader. Takes yeah. charge. Again, this is McKay's worst nightmare. All the questions. <laughs> Look, if you're supposed to be observing, it means you're supposed to watch quietly. And yeah. Like, but why? And and the what? But why's start happening? And uh-huh. then the because doesn't quell them. No. And then McKay starts yelling. And then the kids start crying. I will tell you that it is one hundred percent a grace move. One hundred and ten percent. Which part? The yelling. One hundred and fifty percent. No, the crying. Oh, the crying. Yeah. Oh, the crying for sure. <laughs> and then Casta starts kicking him and telling him he's mean, and he's like, "Thank you for finally noticing." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Again, this is where. Well, I feel like that's a, the this great thing about kid is even in their in their softness, they're resilient. They're like, "You're mean, therefore you must change." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Which is admirable. It is. Which is whereas now, if somebody were that assholey to me, I'd be like, "Okay, leave, walk away, fuck off." Yeah, bye. bye. Whereas they're like, no, no, I'm confronting this. Stop being What's mean. your deal, bro? Like, they're all tiny New Yorkers. You know what I mean? Like, hey, over here, what are you, what are you thinking? I'm walking here. Yeah. My terrible New York accent. I really hope domestic partner Jesse doesn't hear this. I have no qualms. So, fourth finally steps in to help. And here's the thing. He's like, oh, what, do you do birthday parties? You're so horrible with kids. Yeah. And I'm like... Dude, Ford, McKay has asked you twice now to step yeah, in because do he doesn't this. do kids. Yeah. That would That's be true. That would be like me if we had a bunch of tiny humans around going, hey Grace, can you like get these kids off of me, please? I'm begging you. And yeah. then when I get so annoyed that I start yelling them at them. If I got yes. that, yeah. You know what it is? I think Ford is so naturally good with kids that he doesn't quite understand, like, oh, you really are that exactly. bad. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it takes witnessing it. to Yeah. Because when, when you're naturally, like, adept at handling children, you're like, hey, you can't be that. You're a smart person. Yeah. You're fine. You got you're it. You're fine. Like, you're smart. Oh, no, you really are this bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is what people... I don't think people quite get that part about yeah. me. Whereas I, like... I just like the tiny ones. Like, you've seen me around kids before. Yeah. 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 I just like watching them do whatever they're going to do. I don't like when they're old enough to expect things of you. Yeah. Like when they're like, you entertain me. I, I like when they're little and they're like, hey, let's 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 adventure. I think it's more of as long as I have an out where I can get out any time, whether uh-huh. it's watching them from afar yeah. or like, I'm here, but I can leave this house at any time. Sure. I can, you know. Manage. I yeah. can manage. Yeah. Because it, it's like I, I said, just like when they're they're basic when they're tiny drunks. Yeah, I love the tiny drunks. No, I get that. 
Because you're like, what the hell is it going to do and next? And I like when I can do science experiments with them when they're old enough to have an intention <laughs> span. Right. Yeah. And aren't assholes. Yeah. No, so. I, truly just the tiny drunks. <laughs> tiny, tiny. I don't tiny know. If any of you are parents, please let me know. But I feel like the tiny drunk stage is like the most fun. Because <laughs> you're like, oh, that's what you're doing now? Cool. Um, and then he, he, Ford tells the kids that McKay is upset because the kids are smarter than him and he's a mean <laughs> man and then introduces them to chocolate, which that seems dumb. Well, yeah, no, that's not going to make them shut up anymore. Like you, you, that's not good. That's the opposite of things. So when we were out, I will share one story of my visit this last week. Um, we had a day where we had dessert that was, uh, filled donuts but they're filled with ice cream oh yeah so then you yeah great for kids well the thing is i mean we went into it willingly yeah and the parents are the ones who were like we're gonna take you to this cool place we know <laughs> but you see the look on her face where she's like this only makes me stronger <laughs> i've never seen a more menacing two-year-old so and I, I we i i I'm see sorry. this in puppy Did form donuts and ice cream yes donut yeah. filled ice creams there's a place at ice cream filled donuts. There's a place at Epcot that does give it, it like six months. It's California, yeah. so give it like six months. Orlando there's will a have pl- it. There's a place at Epcot that does it. Oh, okay. But they put it in a brioche. Yeah. No, so it's not it's quite okay. the same. Yeah. Um. So there's a there's a local ice cream place that we go to that whenever we go to they have pup cups like many <laughs> yes. many things do and then you get the little pup cup and there's for your the pup, pup and then you bring it back. But then it's the same thing of we are after the dog has the tiny bit of ice cream. Uh-huh. All of a sudden, the dog is doing laps around the house. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like we've just you know shut up the dog. Is is Drakey McChomp has uh-huh. not yet had a, a oh, pop cup. Look, hey, look. I that, feel like tonight that may have. That to dog does not have to be stronger. <laughs> but does doesn't he though? But doesn't he though? Again, as long as it happens, when I can walk away at any time. <laughs> Little Drakey Chomp Chomp. That's his new nickname. That self-explanatory. I, I basically wore yesterday. I wore that dog as a shawl. Essentially, yeah, yeah. just crawled up and had one paw set <laughs> and a head on one side of my he probably shoulders. Loved it, and then a tail and a butt with other two paws <laughs> on the other side of my neck, and it was just a, a stormy shawl oh, yeah, yeah. or a, a, uh-huh, stop, a jerky shawl. Jerky shawl. Uh-huh. You probably enjoyed every We're second. Still of it. small enough to do it. Yeah. Meanwhile, McKay finds a ZP a ZPM, <laughs> which is poorly covered with foliage. Yeah. And back in Ewok Village, John's surprised that his radio is working. Yeah. Um, because, oh yeah, ZPM, McKay explains, it mm. wants to take it back to Atlantis to see if it's worth taking. Yeah. Kayla's like, you what can't the just fuck do take you mean people's take? shit. Yeah. <laughs> this is the defense against the rape. Hey, bro, let's not just steal from children. <laughs> Maybe let's consider not stealing from like children. His. Literally stealing from children. Like his brashness and his like well of course we could just take it if we want it is welcome to Kidland. we're here at your disposal i was like eminent domain much yeah <laughs> little fake colonizer <laughs> hasn't history told you how you should not do that yeah um mckay brushes it off it's like look the wraith haven't been here for centuries like if it's fully powered It'll be more used to us, and we'll just bring all the kids back to Atlantis. Yeah, geez. yeah. also, hey, maybe they don't want to go. Maybe they don't want to leave their dang Maybe planet. this is their home. Yeah, how about that? So John is like, look, I know this is really shitty, and we shouldn't do it, but man, would it be useful? 
from a tactical you perspective. You know what? Let's not even dream this because yeah. it's not ours. <laughs> it's not ours. Yeah, it's just not ours. McKay can fly the jumpers now, so he wants to take the ZPM back to Atlantis, which John gives the go-ahead. Yeah. Uh, and also tells him to be back before midnight. You have, yeah. You turn into a pumpkin. Also, is this where McKay gives us the really shitty logic where he's like, they live in trees? No, that's later with oh, Weir. okay, got it. Got that's it. later with Weir. Yeah. So, and, and right as Taylor points out how reckless this is. Oh, yeah. John asks, what are the odds that the wraiths show up in the few uh, hours that McCain's from these tests? And then might as well look directly at the camera uh-huh. and, like, nod, like, yeah. yes, that happens uh, next. And then something in the wraith shrine turns on unseen by anyone. Yikes. Uh, Rufio shows up with two guides who are watching McKay going, why are the guides here? And John's like, is it nap time? Yeah. <laughs> like, stop digging yourself yeah, holes. Yeah, yeah. Whereas I want to be like, yes, yes it's, it's always nap, nap time. time. <laughs> so back on Atlantis, Weir joins the, this is really dumb. Yeah, chorus. yeah. Thank goodness. And again, McKay points out that if they take the ZPM and bring the locals back here, we can both benefit from it. And thankfully, Weir spells out how you can't just visit planets, take their defenses, uproot cultures, and then bring them back to yeah, Atlantis. Yeah, you're going to lose your gay privileges, dude. Like, hey, stop it. And then... <laughs> Of course, McKay's like, but if they have a ZPM, yes, we can. <laughs> I'm like, no. She's like, my God, how morally superior you must feel. Yeah. And this is where McKay's like, yeah, well, they live in trees. <laughs> like, Atlantis would be an upgrade. Yeah. They can yeah. stop killing themselves for no reason. Well, again, how presumptuous <laughs> of you. <laughs> to be fair, I would love to live in trees. I mean, that sounds like fun. I would love to Aside from the rope ladder. Which I feel like there's we ways can around. Build different ladders. We can build a, a standard ladder. Yeah, we can build stairs. We could build a wooden elevator if we really wanted to. Yeah, with a rope and pulley system. There's many things we actually. Can it'd do. be really fun where you just kind of pull your own weight up. I want to do the Rivendell stairs around the base of the oh, tree. Oh, that would up. be fun. That's yes. my plan. Mm-hmm. And then you build the elevator to bring all the other stuff up. Yeah, I'd like it. Weird wonders if the sacrifice and the shield are really that disconnected. Hmm. Back in Ewok Village, John just needs one more day. One more day to clear, get a clearer picture. And and what that... You should stick around to see what that picture is, Karis. Yes. Hmm. Karis would love to, but it's just not possible. Today uh, is the day. And they get into a mortality conversation. Um, and... Karis' Karis's view is, look, John, you're a warrior. Yeah. If need be, you would willingly give your life for your people. John's like, it better be, like, really necessary. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah, it's not it's not wrong. And to Karis, to him, it's no different. He is willingly giving his life for the safety of his people. I um, mean, yeah, when you put it that way, absolutely. It's, the, let's just, I don't know how long that logic holds, but yes. Well, and I, and I will give... Jumping to the end of the episode, I will give them this. They are working on the knowledge that they have. Sure. As soon as they have more, are able to fully understand the other knowledge, they change. That's true. But for now, they are going on the only knowledge that they have. Mm-hmm. And Karis asks John to uh, stand witness to a ceremony. Yes. This is where I start to notice that Karis kind of looks like Shepard. Do you catch that or is it just me? Uh, There's a, a similar bit. vibe. It's like the soft face. I don't know how better to describe it. Maybe. It's like good looking in like um, what's the word I'm looking for? Benign way. Okay. It's like a benign good look. Like 
there's nothing threatening about the, the it's not like a severe dark and handsome guy okay. it's just like i'm just like a naturally easygoing good looking dude <laughs> That's who I am. Maybe that's all it is. They have the same type of attractiveness. Maybe, maybe. Um, but that's what I call it. A benignly good looking. And I don't mean that. It sounds... Yeah. It sounds like a like a diss, but it's not. It's like laid back. Yes. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's... There's nothing dangerous to the look. It's a chillax handsomeness. Yeah. Because you know sometimes it's like, oh, that guy looks dangerous. That's not what they're looking. He is the Sam to the to, to the other Dean. Yes, exactly. Yeah. He's, yes. He's the Sam, and then Dean is the dangerous Yeah, he's handsome. the... the, the uh, you know, rest in peace, Luke Perry. He's yeah. the Brandon to the Dylan. Yeah, I never watched that. Ah, yes. Okay. Was there aliens or space involved in it? No. Then in that era, there I was, was not drama it. and pregnancy and gun issues and suicide. That interested me in no way, shape, or form. <laughs> unless, unless it was taking place in space. I and there was a peach pit. There's a peach pit. The peach pit was a diner. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I was literally thinking of James and the Giant Peach. No, just a giant peach pit in Centertown. No, it was not Twin Peaks. <laughs> <laughs> See, Twin Peaks interested yeah. me. Yeah. Uh, so back in Atlantis, according to McKay, there's bad news. Um, the device is actually specifically attuned to the a specific electromagnetic field of the planet, so they can't like take the whole device with them. <laughs> well, I feel like only bad news to him. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so everybody else is like, yeah, we weren't going to take it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> well, at the very least, I feel like you could study it and reverse engineer it, maybe. Sure, yeah. <laughs> also, the ZPM is also depleted. Uh, it could power the shield on Atlantis for a couple hours, which could be key for them, but it probably also could continue the shield on the planet for quite a while. And some weirds like, so it's more useful to them than it is to yeah. us. Whereas he's like, bad news, this wasn't going to work for me. This color is no good. It's like, <laughs> right, it's not yours, so that's okay. It was never on the table. Yeah. So put it back. Um, but there is another thing. McKay is pretty sure that he knows how the shield and the suicide pact are connected. The mm-hmm. device can't cover and protect the whole planet. Um, it only has a little, it's a little dome. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just around the villages. And so the the suicide pact is population control. They if, if the population grew so big that they moved outside the shield, they would be attacked. Yeah. Yikes. So McKay... It's a fairly ridiculous religion, and Weir points out that that's not for our judgment to make. No. Yeah, it's really not. Like, that's one of those things where it's like, your morals don't mean everybody else's. Yeah, you don't get to decide how ridiculous it is. Mm -hmm. Uh, And also return the ZPM and get the shield up. (laughs) Um, Also, maybe, just throwing this out here, if the, the problem is population control, maybe introduce them to effective birth control. How about just stop having kids? Yeah. That's it. Well, but also you've got a bunch of teenagers. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> just introduce them to to reliable birth control and then you can just have the like two child policy. Yeah, like, that's true. One in, one out. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Like, and then you have no problems. Yeah, because you're, yeah, realistically, you're not going to have them stop them from having sex. Exactly. <laughs> like, absence is not going to be an, uh, like an, an option here. True. I appreciate that. Um, but just like reliable birth control. Uh-huh. And then... It can help a lot. Yeah. Some of people won't want kids. Then you get a bonus. You go, hey, exactly. I'm taking their two because they don't want theirs. Exactly. Yeah. And we want to have four. You know, once once someone dies of old age peacefully, then someone else gets to petition to have a kid. There you go. Done. 
the this end. This seems logical to me. <laughs> it's a lot of bureaucracy. <laughs> so much paperwork, though. <laughs> so much paperwork to have a kid. Also, does that, you know what, though? But then that will start people killing each other. It's like, look, Grandpa's almost out. Let's just kill him. We can have a baby. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm not saying it's a perfect solution. <laughs> I'm just thinking dark. I'm just... I'm going dark. I'm just saying it's. it seems a lot oh, more yeah. effective than killing yourself at a certain age. Birth control is a good solution. Yeah. For uh, many things. And it, besides, if you make people go through a shit ton of paperwork to have kids, then there's going to be less kids naturally. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> True. Someone, we did, we found, we, we Facebook told us that uh, a year ago yesterday is when we closed down our house. Yes. And, and a post I had made was basically going how, you know, we've adulthood achievement level up. <laughs> and, and someone in the family had posted up like, oh, and then you've leveled up again since then, referring to uh, yeah. the fact that we're getting, we got married. And my response was, yes, um, I feel like you have to be much more adult to buy the house. There's a lot more paperwork involved. No, that's fair. Than, than getting married. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's definitely a life achievement. Yeah. Uh, buying a house seems a lot more difficult. <laughs> than just, yeah. <laughs> that's true. Much more adult. Yeah. Than throwing the party. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, back on the planet, John is busy. So McKay tells Taylor that they're back through the radio. Um, and he's going to plug the ZPM back in. Mm-hmm. He's parked the jumper outside the field, so once it's up and running, they won't have to worry about that. And, um, Taylor, do you have to hold your gun like you're about to shoot people right now? <laughs> you're, like, holding it, like, How ready? About, well, I feel like she just lives in that space. She's, like, she falls asleep holding her gun. <laughs> it's, like, a little threatening, maybe. Yeah. Uh, you and- know how some of us, like, fall asleep with our phone in our hand and it falls on our, like... Yeah. Just she falls does that right with her gun. Face. Yeah, she just does that with her gun. She's like, I'm holding my gun all the time forever. And John notices the Wraith locator button icon. Yikes. And Taylor runs. And she's like, turn the shield on now! Yeah. And John destroys the transmitter. McKay and Ford run to the device, plug the ZPM in, and nothing happens. Hmm. And McKay admits that maybe, possibly, I may have broken it. Yeah, again, McKay, you have no chill. No chill. I'll fix it later in post. God. Like, he's just that guy. I think I would, he would make me crazy. Yeah. I might hurt him a lot. Back in Ewok Village, things aren't going well. Uh Uh, Rufio says John must be punished, and uh, he's, they have to go. The the full-growns have to go. Every second they're here in this village, they are not safe. Right. Um, Karis is like, look, I will lead them back to the well. Um, Mm -hmm. And he tells the village the full-growns have agreed to leave. They'll never come back. Uh, And then we can continue the ceremony. Mm -hmm. And um, Rufio tells his people to make sure they get to the well. Yikes. Basically, GTFO, grown-ups. Back in the ruins, John, Taylor, and Karis have arrived, mm. and McKay's like, I don't, I don't know what happened. It must be an older version of Windows. <laughs> and she's like, well, did you turn it off and turn it on again? We're going to cycle the system. Yeah. Um, Karis is like, look, you have to get out of here. And of course, our team is trying to work the problem, and yeah, the Wraith Beacon beacon most likely turned on the moment that McKay brought the field down. I feel like McKay right now is chaotic dumbass. <laughs> like, that's... Like, what are you doing? Everything you're doing is making everything worse. Stop doing. Yeah, and will he learn from the lesson? 
No, <laughs> no, he won't. He's McKay. I'm I'm calling it chaotic dumbass. That's chaotic my last name. Ka. So, uh, they try to explain everything to to Karis, like what the device is, what the shield is, that they can't leave till they fix it. And mm-hmm. Karis is like, I don't understand the words that are coming out of your mouth. I don't, I don't know things, yeah. Back in Ewok Village, Rufio is pumping up the crowd that the Fulgrons have clouded Karis's judgment. He doubts his oath to the sacrifice. They also have to be stopped at the ruins and basically everyone grab pitchforks and torches. We're gonna go kill the beast. Time, time to kill the beast. Kill the beast. Kill the beast. So Rufio and the villagers arrive while McKay is working. John stalls that McKay is is the ship is fixed and he's back at the ship. She's shipping the ship. Certainly not here. Shipping the ship, ship, ship. We were just saying goodbye to Karis, and you can even lead us to the ship if you want, because McKay's there, (laughs) and that works. And leaving McKay um, with Casta and Cleo. Who McKay just like tastes like, chocolate? Are those children or or imps or or something? Sprites. In, yeah, yeah, in like Greek names like Casta and Cleo. I feel like they must be. Oh, they might be. Yeah, like this can't be an accident. I'm gonna look it up while you keep going. So um, at the ship, John just plans on circling, circling basically until McKay turns the thing back on and comes back out. They'll pick yeah. him up. Um, but everything is too late. There's a Wraith probe standing the Joker, and they try to take it down. Um, It it heads off, so they're about to jump in the jumper, jump in the jumper, um, (laughs) and take down the probe before it can get to the gate. But Rufio and his crew stop him. To Rufio, the damage is already done. And, you know, oh, by the way, the other full grown is missing. We know this. Yeah. So Karis tries to explain everything as well as he can when he doesn't quite fully understand sure, it he's yet. he's like, hey, it's doing the thing where, like, like the one guy, and it's like, okay, so you know, so how, <laughs> like, have you ever run a blah ball? Like, I feel like he keeps trying to use bad analogies. He's I like, know. no, 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 scratch that, scratch that. <laughs> um, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go now, bye. Um, no matter, like, what Karis and the Atlantis heaps say, all Rufio wants to hear is is so we get to kill you now that's the only thing is it time is it death time in the ruins the kids are covered in chocolate Mm -hmm. and um another lost boy comes in pointing his bow at mckay who points his gun back at him oh yeah mckay presses that he has to figure this out i am he's so close to figuring it out um and nothing happens when he yells at them and tells them to go to their rooms no no, an attempt was made, but no. Also, is really is telling kids to go to their room really the best punishment? Because I'll be honest, all my books and all my good shit was there. So if you told me to go to my room, well, I feel that's like fine. I'll not see you for in indoor kids. It's a recurring theme. <laughs> so for indoor kids, for the kids that were a little bit not super social, it's like okay, fine, yeah. not a big deal at all. But then you had the kids who were like, there is so much world to see. I cannot be trapped in here. For them, it works. I think I mentioned this before. Mm -hmm. The greatest punishment my parents could do for me Mm -hmm. was take away my library card. There you go. (laughs) Some of us just work differently. That was just me in tears. (laughs) Um, So they they hear the probe outside. And the the two lost boys go and check it out. McKay pulls the younglings back inside in in the little cover so they're not seen. Back at the jumper, there is a standoff. Yikes. John and Taylor try to convince Rufio not to attack him. 
He's like, look, please do not attack us, mainly because we don't have to... We don't want to have to defend ourselves. Yeah. Hey, brah, you won't win this one. Is you will what not saying. win this. Please do not make us do this. Yeah. Uh, and at the ruins, McKay keeps working and he finally gets it. He gets the shield back on and the Wraith probe drops to the ground. Uh, the Lost Boys are excited and they're like, come with us. We're going to go see Rufio. Hmm. At the jumper, it's getting really tense. Rufio thinks that this is... Super simple. Mm-hmm. The Wraith are here because you didn't choose to leave. So John's like, there are complexities to this. That's not, it's not black and white. Right, right. Rufio nods to one of his men to fire his crossbow. And Kara steps in front of John, taking the bolt to the chest. Um, oh. Rufio doesn't care because to Rufio, Karis is as guilty as the Atlanteans. But... I think this character just, this actor just really likes to be, like, he only takes roles where he sacrifices himself. <laughs> um, yeah, again, this is, um, what is the word? It's it's similar to Gould arrogance, but it's like the arrogance of youth, I guess. Yeah, youth arrogance. Yeah, um, or just an inability to see beyond. It's just being too rigid. There's no yeah. flexibility. Yeah. There's, there's no... Um, being willing to admit that you might be wrong. There's there's no open-mindedness for other op- possibilities. Yeah. where yeah, Where's your adaptability? Uh, and you can tell he's wavering, though. Like, you can tell he's like, uh, well, I've come this far and I have to just continue right. down this road. Yikes. So Ford is ready. Mm-hmm. Ford is ready to defend them. And again, John warns them. He's like, do not, yeah. please do not make us defend ourselves. This won't go well for you. This will not end well for you. Uh, Rufio gives no shits and readies the rest of his archers when the Lost Boys with McKay come running in. Mm-hmm. Uh, that the device is fixed, then, and then he's seen it himself. All that they're saying is true, and the Wraith Bird fell out of the sky just like they said it would. Um, Rufio says it doesn't matter, even though he's completely questioning all of this. Come right on, now. Rufio! At this point, he's just sticking to his guns because yeah. he's like, "Nope, this is what I've decided." That's what I mean. I've come this can, far. Yeah, you see it on his face. Yeah, uh, and they get the medical kit from the jumper, and Rufio questions his entire life choices. Yeah. <laughs> so sometimes later, Karis is patched up with a little sling. Yeah, um, McKay was able to increase the shield size. I feel like before we get too far, yes, I do love the shot of McKay running out of breath, <laughs> like a solid two to three minutes behind the kids. Like, oh god, I'm too old for this. He's like, if you're gonna go off world more, you gotta get some cardio. Yeah, in. Yeah, you gotta get it in there. Yeah. Do a little bit of training, a little bit of eating slightly healthier. <laughs> I feel like somehow, even though all they have are rations, he's eating garbage. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's just eating more because of glucose. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Karis has a little sling. Um, and McKay was able to increase the shield size by over 50% without drawing that much more power from, from the ZPM. So Yay. they can have some population growth. Um McKay doesn't know how long it's going to last, but Karis is going to be a grandparent before it dies. Which I feel like it's a little bit irresponsible. Like, look, I don't know how long this will last, but you'll be dead. Yeah. I feel like, thanks, boomers. Well, I almost think, <laughs> yeah. No, Which is literally a little 100% bit. 100% truth. there's going to be a baby boom. Uh-huh. It's basically the same thought process. It is. I will say this. I have a hunch because Atlantis, you know, John's like, look, we're going to come back in. We're going to check on you and things like that. I think it's like, hey, we've bought you an extra 20, 30 years. We'll keep buying and, more time. Yeah. And we'll come up with a more permanent solution That's for a year. By that time, Michaela will be able to reverse engineer it, figure out how to. And besides, honestly, if 
it's one of those where it's like, hey, once we get the two ZPMs that we need to power Atlantis, sure. Well, the next one we get, we'll give to you. You're like first on the waiting list for the ZPM transplant. All right. Let yeah. True. You know what I mean? True. Because really, that's all he says the needs. It's just going to run out of power. I just need a new battery. Yeah. We just have to find a way to run a new battery. And besides, they get a better battery. Maybe they can increase a little more. Yeah. But also, let's still consider the birth control option. Yeah, no, 100%. 100%. And they are apparently changing the laws to suspend the sacrifices Mm -hmm. on the planet. And yeah, McKay and his friends, they're stomping on McKay's feet. Yeah. McKay hates these two kids. Yeah. But also loves them. Look, he would not tolerate it this long if he wasn't growing accustomed to their little tiny faces. Uh, And and they have a birthday present for Karis. It's a bag of chocolate. Mm -hmm. And McKay's like, yeah, go talk to him now he has it. Yeah, bye. Yeah. Um, And we we fade out as Karis hands the chocolate out. Yeah. And the jumper leaves. <laughs> I feel like don't give those kids any no, more chocolate. Do not give the kids Why chocolate. Why are we still doing this? <laughs> Unless you're going to sugar them up and give them back to their parents and yeah. not give them chocolate. This was fun. It's just very much a Lost Boys episode. It's very much so. Um, yeah, it's just a cute, fun time episode. I don't know how better to call it. Yeah, let's see if we have any spots for it on our list. Oh, well, we have. Um, I think we do because technically yeah, the first one's a two-parter, right? So, yeah, we have one spot. And for me, I think this goes below hide-and-seek. So it's really? five on my list. I think I honestly, I may put it above. I'm trying to remember which one hide-and-seek is right now. Hide-and-seek is uh, the one where uh, Jinto gets lost and it's the black smoke monster. Oh, right. Um, On the base. Yeah. Um... I'm going to go above hide and seek. Okay, below suspicion. A little more fun. Yes, below suspicion. Suspicion is good uh, character wise. Yeah. Just good character builder. Uh, but I, I, you know, I love a good off planet yeah, yeah. episode. Uh, but I'm happy. What's next for us? I will tell you the next episode of SG1 is not based off planet. However, oh. I know for a fact you're going to love this episode. Interesting. It's called Affinity. I'm for it. And it just has some aspects that I think you will very much enjoy. A naked Daniel. It does not no. have a naked Daniel. <laughs> just his butt. Got it. <laughs> just some butt stuff. <laughs> just, just butt stuff. Got it. That's my AK. I have not even watched it. That's my AK for the next one. Just some butt stuff. Just some butt stuff. <laughs> Alright guys, thanks for listening. Um, we will see you all next week. Until then, you can find us on Twitter at Tara Podcast. Find us on Facebook at There's No Place Like Tara. You can email us at There's No Place Like Tara at gmail.com. Rate us, like, or review us in Apple Podcasts, and we will see you next week. Bye!